0: I think that inside of any strategy we we have the physical tangible pieces and then we have the connection-based intimate vulnerable pieces the energetic pieces we're all really good at the strategic pieces post the content do the thing reach out to 10 people a day whatever but if you're posting the content and your heart isn't in it or you're reaching out to people but you're not really connecting you're just going through the motions or you're running a workshop but You're not really there. You're scripted and you're trying to sell them. You're doing the thing, but you're not really showing up energetically inside of those containers. So it's never going to work for you. Hey, this is Laura and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. There's a beautiful conversation happening in the feed right now with Ange and how she is beginning to realize that the growth of her business has much less to do with all of the external things that she's doing right, and much more to do with the energetic internal shifts that need to happen to open her up to the success that she really wants. Um, I know Kelly, you have a beautiful example of this personally. And so, I mean, I think we all have them, but I was trying to think about for myself, what would be A, the most recent, and B, the most powerful example of this that I've lived through. And what I came up with was actually, this happened just last year. Well, this has been happening for years, but I really became aware of it just last year, where I had bought into another course, another course, like this was probably the sixth one, um, to teach me how to refine my voice. And I was in that program and I could have fucking taught it y'all. Like I, it was, I didn't get anything out of it except for the fact that I'm searching for something external to shift something internally for me. So it was worth the investment to walk away from that with that understanding. But what I really realized is that, damn, I had spent so many years, so much money, so much time trying to refine my avatar and like spreadsheets upon spreadsheets upon spreadsheets. Kelly, you know what I'm talking about? Like figuring out, okay, what is my message and what are my pillars and what am I going to say on Tuesdays? And what am I going to say on Thursdays? And is this going to like make sense? And are people, do you know what I mean? Just like swimming around and figuring it out, but never actually speaking it never actually
1: hiding behind the planning,
0: (laughs) hiding behind the planning, hiding behind the courses and the mentors and the, I don't know what my voice is yet. And I don't know how to say this yet. And let me just figure it out first mentality. But, and, and meanwhile, believing that I was doing the things like fully believing that I'm doing the things. Why isn't this working when really I wasn't doing the things because Mm. I wasn't, I wasn't energetically showing up. And I know, Kel, you have an experience not like, well, maybe like this, but you have a completely different experience of this. Um, I won't speak for you. I'll let you share. But sure, I really love I really love you, too, because I think it's really relevant to everybody here, too.
1: Yeah, well, I I want to first start off by saying that like when this is showing up, like when we're when we're doing all the right things, they were, we, or at least we think we're doing all the right things and the exchange that we're getting in return based on how many clients we're getting or whatever, doesn't feel like it's an energetic match to what we're putting out there. That's a sign that there's some kind of unconscious block, which is really mm-hmm. just a fear that you're attaching to what it is that you want. And if we actually want to make strides towards what it is that we want, we have to want it more than we fear it. And for the longest time, I actually feared getting more clients way more than I wanted them. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them a lot. I was doing all the things and and manifesting and and posting on social media and like putting my, my whole essence into growing my client business, um, or my client roster and wasn't really getting a a whole lot. Like it was very up and down. It wasn't consistent growth at all. It was, I get a new client and then lose a client. And it was just that way for, for many years. And, um, I realized just over a year ago that I was so terrified of having so many more clients because, well, one what if I didn't know how to help them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if I disappointed them? What if I got into a position where I was made to feel like I really wasn't good enough, or I got proof that I wasn't good enough proof, whatever that really means, but I was terrified of that even existing. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, really terrified of just becoming overwhelmed. Like, what if I take on all of these clients and then I start losing track of things and I'm not able to remember the details about clients that I want? And then I end up messing something up with a client. And then, you know, there's just all of these chaotic disasters I created in my mind that internally were way more important for me to avoid happening than it was important
0: to me to actually get clients. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you went there with that. I think that's such an interesting way of viewing it. Like I fear it more than I want it. And I think it's important that you said it that way, because you can want it and still fear it. And that's the reason you're not getting it. It's not that you don't want it bad enough. It's that you fear it too much. And like tipping that scale in your favor is everything. So like, if I'm using that and reflecting back on my scenario where I would just, it's so funny, I reflect back and I even catch myself still today where I'm like resistant to posting on stories because there was a time in my career where I like had the the posting schedule and it just burnt me out because I was just doing it. I was doing it all wrong. It wasn't my authentic voice. It was the very performative version of Laura five years ago. And um, I didn't want to get back to that place. So I had equated showing up in any capacity to burning out. And so also just the feeling of not being understood really for who I was and messing up my message and not saying it the way I wanted to say it and all of that. I feared all of that so, so much more than I ever desired to have a voice online, to refine my message online, to be ever-present, omnipresent online. And because of that, I took all the courses and I refined my avatar and I had all of the messages. I had all of the content planned out. Like, I'm not kidding you, spreadsheets of hundreds of ideas of things I could talk about, just planned out. And I would just add to it every week and I would never, ever open my mouth. I would never, ever speak into it. And I think really looking back, understanding that it's okay to be afraid of it, but it's your relationship to that fear that you need to spend time investigating because the thing you're afraid of, is it even really the thing you're telling yourself you're afraid of? I told myself I was afraid of burning out. I told myself I was afraid of being misunderstood. I told myself I was afraid of not getting it right or, you know, putting all this energy into content that wasn't actually going to work for me. And if I reflect back, I don't think that I was really afraid of any of that in particular. I was mostly afraid of holding the success that was going to come from mm-hmm. being fully seen and yeah. i was blaming it on all of these all of these things that made justifiable sense but when you real when i really sit with it i think it's so much more about what that's going to lead to that i was in avoidance of because mm-hmm. i didn't think i could hold it i don't think i deserved it i thought if i got it i'm going to lose it right so let me just silence myself so that that is never a possibility and make myself feel like I'm doing things so that at least I can justify the fact that I'm not getting where I want to go because I'm doing everything right right isn't
1: that so interesting the fear is so like unconscious from, oh, my, from my experience of it, because it's, we can come up with things that we can see, like, yeah, I don't want that to happen. Or, I'm afraid of that's going to happen. I'm afraid I'm going to get burnt out or, you know, whatever it is. But the biggest fear that's really showing up in in subtle ways, like for me, it was showing up in like, yeah, I'm putting out a lot of content, but I'm not like, I don't know, putting out content in in a way that I, or I'm not reaching out to people that I know could actually work out, um, would actually be helped by my service or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Or I would, I would have people that I knew would be interested in working with me and I would not open up that door. Or if I was on a consultation session with someone and um, they said they needed to think about it, I would just be like, And shut the laptop, and then never talk to them again. Basically, because oh, they are <laughs> not being supported at all around what was coming up for them, and why they felt like they needed to think about it, because all of these little subtle ways were just being fueled by what I was really terrified of happening. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the way that I—I I kind of see unconscious blocks. It's like it's or an unconscious fear is that it's like this teeny tiny little box in like a dark corner in our mind that when, when we get close to it, like we, it's almost like there's like this shining red light on it and it's, it just looks really scary. And anytime that we get, anytime that we get like anywhere close to it, like we just get so terrified that we dart in the other direction Mm. and we don't even really know what that fear is. And if we actually looked at the fear we can see that it's, it's really not as scary as we're making it seem. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of misunderstandings being created around what we think is going to happen. And if that thing that we're scared of did happen, what we're making that mean about us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where this starts when it comes to identifying what it is that we're scared of first, it's really sitting with the question. What am I afraid would happen if I got my goal? Or if I had more clients or if my business was successful. Mm -hmm. And really letting yourself sit into that because it's gonna feel like very silent at first. Like there's nothing that I fear. It's gonna feel very surface level. Like you were saying, a lot of those things that you knew that you feared, but it didn't feel like that big of a fear. Let all those surface level ones wash off first and really feel if I had my goal, if I had more clients, I fear. And then the first level of working with it, I think, is just on the mental level to really mm-hmm. identify like, what am I thinking and believing about this that's making me feel scared? What am I afraid that this would mean about me if this did happen? And what we really need to understand is that this part of us that we can call the, the self sabotager, right? That's kind of what I think sabotage really is. It's just it's an unconscious fear around what it is that we think that we want. And so it's like two competing desires inside of us. We have one desire that's more conscious. I want more goal. I want more clients. I want more more like money in my business. I want to feel secure, you know whatever it is. And then the unconscious fear also has something that you want as well. It's trying to protect you from something. It's wanting you to feel good enough. It's wanting you to feel safe. It's wanting you to people please or to have good relationships with people or whatever it is and you want to identify what those two parts of you that are at war inside as you really want what do they value so that you can kind of upgrade the way that you're going about approaching your goals that actually includes both of those values at the same time because they don't have to be opposite to each other
0: mm, beautiful yes I think too there's There's another layer that I want to just pull out and highlight because I anticipate this happening as you move through this exercise, is that that egoic, very conscious, very goal-oriented, driven side of you, who's very clear about what they think it wants, is going to pipe up and go, "You're not afraid of success. Yeah. Like don't be don't be silly. You don't. You're not afraid of that. You want it. That's going to give you this, and that's going to give you that, and it's going to open up this door, and like it's going to be amazing." and It's going to pop up and just like push that fear aside because it's not possible. Like, what are you talking about? But allow that to settle. And then for me, when I'm sitting with this, like that part of me is always so ever present, very strong. Initially, it grabs me and goes, you're crazy. But then when I sit with it and I let that desk kind of settle, there's a grip that shows up. And it's in that grip. It's in my gut. I'm like, okay, where is that? Because that is my fear around getting that thing that I've just spent the last 15 minutes convincing myself that I really not really want and I'm not scared to have, right. right? It's like, okay, there's this piece of me though, this really quiet piece of me that isn't used to speaking that I want to pay attention to because it's that part of me that is sabotaging me when I get to a certain point. And I'm so glad you, you talked about, that's where I wanted to go with this today. I'm so glad you talked about almost like a threshold, right? We do the things, we do the things, we do the things. And then we bump up against a threshold where you're, you're talking about nudging up next to that ominous box. I picture it almost like this threshold that I'm like nudged up against. And beyond that is my fear realized. So I bump up against it and I almost like a pinball machine fling myself right back into just doing more, doing more, doing more, bump up against it and I sling back into doing more, doing more, doing more, but I'm never going beyond that threshold Mm -hmm. because beyond that threshold is where that success lies. But in order to get beyond that threshold, I don't have to do any more. I have to really believe that I can have it and acknowledge the fear around not stepping beyond that threshold and work with that. And it becomes energetic at that point. It becomes energetic to allow you to really lean into those last few pieces that, that bring it all together, right? I think that inside of any strategy, we, we have the physical, tangible pieces, and then we have the connection-based, intimate, vulnerable pieces, the energetic pieces. We're all really good at the strategic pieces, post the content, do the thing, reach out to 10 people a day, whatever, but if you're posting the content and your heart isn't in it, or you're reaching out to people, but you're not really connecting, you're just going through the motions or you're running a workshop, but you're not really there. You're scripted and you're trying to sell them. You're doing the things, but you're not really showing up energetically inside of those containers. So it's never going to work for you. So we just like, we play this mind game with ourselves. It's like, well, I'm doing the things and it should work. So the fact that it's not working maybe means I'm not meant to do this. When Mm -hmm. really, no, it's just, you haven't even shown the world who you are yet. You aren't connected energetically to what you're doing. It's like your, your energetic piece that's missing. Your heart, Mm -hmm. your soul it's missing. You're physically in motion, but you're not emotionally engaged with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think, it's that piece of us that we're, it's so easy to hold back because on the surface, we're moving forward. So it's easy to hide that part of us. It's a very secret saboteur, right? It's like that part of you just holds back, hides in the shadows, doesn't really show up because it knows that without it, you're never going to get, you're never going to have to face your fears realized.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the energy behind our action is, is so important. It's it's hard to even like grasp it mentally because it's, it, it, we can try to logical it a little bit around like how, like we might be doing all of the things, but There are some things that we know we should be doing that we're not doing, or a message that we know we could be talking about that we feel called to talk about, but instead we talk about this other thing that feels more safe, right? Mm -hmm. But I also think that there is a little bit more of a woo thing behind it, where people can really sense the energy that you're you're talking to them through, Mm -hmm. or the energy that you're creating content through. And if you're if you're creating content out of a fear and resistance to a fear, that's going to inherently block your creativity. And that's really what creating content is about, or the work that we're doing is really creative. It's allowing some kind of message to be birthed through each of us, through our own experiences and our learnings and everything. And when we're so afraid of something happening, if we do speak our message, or if we do get it out there, if we are working with people in in the ways that we really want to, then that's going to inherently shut down a lot of those processes that we rely on in order to to do this work in the way that we're Mm -hmm. meant to. And I think that there are kind of two ways that we can work with a fear when we recognize that it's present. And the first way that I think that we tend to is that we just try to convince ourselves that it's not going to happen. Like, okay, I'm not going to get burnt out because I know better now and I would never let that happen again. Life is different now or... I'm not going to disappoint a client because I um, really care about them and they can, feel. you know, we just try to convince ourselves of something that doesn't really feel true. Mm-hmm. I don't find that to be very effective. It's like us trying to basically, it feels like we're trying to convince ourselves of a more convenient lie, really. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: totally. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that the way through is really to sit with, I will be okay, even if that does happen. And it doesn't mean that we aim for that. We're not going to just like make it okay that we could disappoint a client and then aim to disappoint all of our clients. That's not how this works. But a lot of the time when we're acting in resistance to disappointing someone, we will end up disappointing someone. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely realized that in myself too. Like if I'm trying to protect someone's feelings to make them not angry at me, ironically, they get more angry at me. And so when we're acting out of of a resistance to a fear, a lot of the time that fear has to happen in order for us to realize that we're going to be okay, even if it does happen. And we can get ahead of that by really allowing ourselves to mentally, emotionally, somatically in our mind, through visualization, even experience what that would be like if that happened. If a client was on the other end of a session with you and they're telling you that, They're disappointed in you because you're not helping them the way that you told them that you would. Or you're feeling really overwhelmed because you have all of these different clients and you forgot the name of this client's husband and you're feeling like shit because you should have remembered this by now. And and you don't, you didn't, because now you have too many clients and you're overwhelmed by all the information that's coming your way and you're feeling like you're just the worst person in the world. Like really sit in that. Visualization and allow that to wash over you, and really wait until you get to a point where you feel at your core that even if that happens, you would be okay. And that's your freedom.
0: Oh, I'm so grateful you offered that strategy. I haven't done that in a long time, but I'm really happy. I might actually do that today. That's beautiful. I think that that's something that we can integrate weekly. Because fears are never going away you just get on the other side of one fear and another one pops up it's just a part of growth you're you're always going to be with different edges as they reveal themselves to you on your journey um Jamie says what just came up for me is being afraid of being seen on a larger scale by more people yes that was a big one for me too and still does pop up sometimes I, it's it's so interesting Jamie it's like what I would be really curious for you to investigate is where are you in motion doing the things to be seen? And at what point do you pull back? Mm -hmm. Right? Like for me, this is so funny to admit, but I'm going to admit it to you. I would create a ton of content and then I would just never post it. I would even have it scheduled. I would have it like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to post this. And then I would just like, Oh, I forgot. (laughs) I didn't forget. That's such bullshit. Do you know what I mean? I like unconsciously just didn't do the thing to put myself out there or like I would have podcasts booked to be on other people's podcasts. And I would like reschedule last minute because I was too tired or I was not feeling good or whatever. Right. Like stupid bullshit stuff to stop me from actually taking that step to the other side of my threshold. So for you, Jamie, where is your threshold? Where do you pull back at what point and what's happening in that moment? And can we be with yourself in that threshold moment and just ask ourselves, like, what is that threshold built of? Because the threshold is really just our fear. I feel like it's, I'm picturing almost bricks of different fears building this threshold and we need to get on the other side of that to experience what that's mm-hmm. like, just like Kelly said, we have to move through that in order to experience the fact that we are safe, even if that happens. And then to exist in that space where it's okay if that happens and then meet ourselves mm-hmm. at our next threshold. So yeah, sit in that. And, and I'd be really curious. I think it's different for everyone, the way that we subconsciously pull back or like with Ange in the conversation that we've been having, I know that it's interesting because you, you put yourself out there and you presented at this beautiful workshop and then there was this moment where you pulled back from reaching out and I coached you through that and you ended up reaching out to the people that were there to have that conversation. But it was like your threshold was, okay, I showed up and now they come to me, right? When really, no, the step is creating that intimate conversation and taking the lead in that. And I'm sure that's relatable for a lot of people. It's like, okay, I showed up. Now it's on them to find me. It's on them to engage with me because I put myself out there. So my job is done. It's very easy to justify that in our minds, but really that's just your unconscious fear of well, what would happen if I created those connections? What would happen if I got them as clients? What would happen on the other side of actually taking that next step with them? Um mm-hmm. Max says, I've never shown up energetically. That's so common, Max. It's so common. So many of us just exist in this space. We just exist doing the things, just going through the motions, but never actually feeling connected to what it is we're doing. Hi again. Before you go, I wanted to make sure you knew about The Secret Garden. This is my private membership where I give you unlimited access to all my best stuff, like my entire trigger mapping curriculum, all my workshops, monthly immersive live events, weekly live calls, and different layers of support, each designed for you to access at the depth that you desire. I designed it to stretch you to new edges as a coach and a leader, to unravel your conditioning and wake you up to your truth so you can stand in your gift and lead your people from that place. I've linked it up in the show notes for you to explore more when it feels good for you. Okay, I'll see you back here soon. Love ya.